special holiday episode of the Absurd Cinema Lounge. It's the spookiest month of the year, and your hosts are counting down five films for the Halloween season. So turn down the lights and enjoy all the tricks and treats they have to offer. The lounge is now open. Come in, come in. Welcome to the Absurd Cinema Lounge. We're taking a break from our regular episodes to celebrate the Halloween season. We've decided to do separate mini episodes this month and focus on our top five scary films. In this mini-sode, Tony is going to break down her top five. And in the next episode, Kara will share her top five I know this was pretty hard, wasn't it? It's so hard, but I think it's also uh, a cool thing to do because there's, I guarantee we're not going to have the same top five. Right. It's kind of exciting to see what you're going to have versus what I'm going to have. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we, we could do these episodes over and over because we would have different things. Right. There's just a right. multitude of films. Um. Well, we normally do a segment where we talk about what we've been watching or doing uh, recently. However, today we're going to discuss all things Halloween. So, Tony, do you have any favorite Halloween candy or something you don't like? Um, when I was young, I absolutely hated, of course, those orange and black things. But I absolutely hated, like, the cheap dum-dums and cichlids and... You know, because when you go and you're supposedly the parents are checking your candy, I would make a pile of, you know, bottle caps. I mean, I like nerds, but come on, we all want chocolate. So I would go and make two different piles and then give my mom those. But then I would try to hoard. I mean, sometimes the chocolate didn't make it back. Well, right. You know, I... My favorite it would have to be the Snicker bars or the peanut butter cups. Right. But take it's, five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take five. But it's so funny uh, that you said those orange and black <laughs> things. I hated those things. <laughs> and it seemed like we always got an abundant amount of those. Um, I never knew the name of them, but they were called Mary Jane peanut butter kisses. Ugh. But however, it's good to know because this company called Nico N-E-C-O they used to make those they went out of business in 2018 oh they also did those wafers those like Nico wafers oh yeah so that's why we haven't seen them either <laughs> were those the ones with the flying like we called them flying saucers with the yeah. candy in them oh yeah I remember that we used to go to the little dime store candy shop yeah. and those were always there uh, and you know and Halloween has really changed when I took my son, it was like, we would get, of course, money, which we got a little bit of that probably, but they would have- A penny. Just, yeah. Well, they would get nickels or dimes. It's a penny. But a lot of people nowadays buy pretzels, juice boxes, you know, things, you know, blow bags of popcorn, do people fruit roll-ups. Do, do people still do those popcorn balls? Remember that? It was all like hard and stale. Break your and, teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Because they help your teeth come out when yeah. you're a kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, uh, don't go to that house. <laughs> or remember, like, there was always an, uh, an employee of Pepsi, and they get your that house has the full cans of pop. Yeah. yeah. Pop and full size candy bars. Yep. And, I mean, we would go for hours and then dump the candy off and in a pillowcase, uh -huh. empty it, go out for more. I remember knocking on doors at like 10, 11, 12 at night. <laughs> yep, that's That's true. when Halloween was fun. Yeah. Now, <laughs> even with my son, it was like, okay, I went two blocks. I'm ready to go home. You're I'm tired. Like, I'm like, oh, we could get more candy, you know, because your mom wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there and get your mama some candy. Yeah. And he'd be like, can't we just go buy some? 
Yeah. It's so different now. It's so different. I mean, we would have those horrible plastic suits. Remember, like, I wonder woman. And it's and, plastic. And be, like, be ripped up. Crunch. <laughs> be ripped up by the end of the night. Or the best part was, I'm a punk rocker, and you just had makeup all over your face, and your hair was just in pigtails or whatever, you know, and you just have mismatched clothes on. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So before we get to your pick, you were assigned to pick a cocktail for us to enjoy. Uh-huh. What did you decide on? I want to make a witch's brew lemonade. Oh. Um, and then after I did my choosing of the cocktail and then my movies, I'm like, oh, maybe there's a reason why. And I didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. Um, That's so, so cool gonna be the witch's brew cocktail mm-hmm. okay which um i'll give a little where'd you find it i found it online i'm i'm sure yeah so i found it online um many different ones i did find one on delish.com um i mean you could even google halloween cocktails i prefer gin um just especially that empress mm-hmm. 1908 gin Hi guys, because no. it's beautiful. Yes, hello. We not want <laughs> we want to be involved with Empress. I mean, gin. not only that it's it it tastes really good. Um, it's not like your normal gin, but it's so pretty. Uh, so it's two ounces of the gin, one ounce blue Caraco. Um, we're gonna do some crushed ice and then some sparkling lemonade. So very easy. Very simple. Simple. You can even do a sprig of rosemary on top. For Rosemary's little... baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Witches, but that's like devil stuff. But <laughs> Same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So very easy. So I'll whip this up and have you try it, Tara. Cool. Are you just going to like put everything but the, because you said sparkling lemonade? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to put everything in a shaker and then just pour the lemonade over the finished cocktail in the glass? Yeah, in the picture they have the very distinct colors. Oh, it's like layered? It's layered. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this started because I can't wait. The night of the formal is finally here for Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also... The Night of the Creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then inside you. And get them through your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girl. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps if you scream you're... all right we're back i hope you enjoyed that little film trailer there of so we course. have our cocktails and um it is layered so it's not a drink that is shaken or stirred or anything like that um which most of our drinks are shaken i mean <laughs> it's a witch's brew so i'm sure witches just throw things into a pot right right so they, they don't, don't have shake time. stuff up they don't have time for that. They've got, you know, spells to cast. <laughs> All right. So this cocktail, I can really taste the gin. What's the thing with the gin that's different? Because it's like that well, purple color. Yeah. You... It's not really juniper. Like gin has a juniper. Like some people think it's like Christmas tree tasting. Um, but with Empress, it's not. Um, I believe there's even some tea in there, some type of a tea. Um, and then they do use the, the pea flower. 
that's what makes the color. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything to the taste, as far as I know. Um, I don't know. Empress, hello. You can contact us and let us know <laughs> more information. All right. So my top five. Let's get right. into this. Let's okay. go. This is hilarious. because She does not know okay. what these movies no, are. No. And this is going to be good because I don't even think she's seen some of well, oh that's one exciting of these, one of these okay I so know you, you have to others. sell us on these movies okay so let me just start off with um Number my one. top five does not include the normal you friday know halloween friday yeah. the 13th yeah. i love those movies and that's so i just wanted to given. do something a little different awesome Awesome. Um, I don't want to be like, oh, Jason goes to hell on <laughs> number five, okay? So, first off, and at the end, I do have a couple honorable mentions. Okay. Because. It's hard. Yeah. Also, these movies are kind of what, in my time, like what I remember growing up in certain times of my life, which that's with movies I think kind of we, we share. We relate to we relate the time. To is, yeah. You know, I, so the first one, number five, because I thought I'd go five to one mm -hmm. instead of one to five. Okay? That's, that's what, how we're doing it. Our first movie is The Craft, 1996. Oh, okay. okay. We're going to stick with these witches, get it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a theme a little bit. So this stars uh, Feruza Balk, who you remember from The Waterboy, Vicki Valancourt, you know. <laughs> So she, this was a movie she's in who she played Nancy, which was a good, crazy character that she played well. Mm -hmm. um, Robin Tunney, who's been in um, a few other movies that in recent too. And Nev Campbell with the Scream, oh, yeah. you know, and she, that's like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, all these kind of movies, these young adult horror movies, mm -hmm. so you want to say? was coming out at this time. So this one, it had um, Skeet Aldrich in, who you may know now that was on Riverdale. Um, just did a lot of different movies. And Scream, he was in that series, first one. Mm -hmm. So the director was Andrew Fleming. Um, this movie did gross when it came out, 55.6 million. Oh. Um, so the little plot of this movie was after transferring L um, L.A. High School's Sarah, who is Robin Tunney in the show, uh, finds her telekinetic gifts appeals to a group of wannabe witches, which is Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, and uh, Rachel True is the fourth. Um, also, this had um, the girl that played Marsha Brady and the TV like the movies. Oh, yes. Um, I was Christine thinking. Taylor, that was married to Ben Stiller. Okay. So, and she played the bad girl and who basically I would say a scene that is a great scene. It's like after they figure out like, man, yeah, we're witches now. Watch out. You know, we're bad. Is uh, the girl constantly was harassing. They were on the swim team and Rachel True's character kept getting harassed and bullied by her and she made all her hair fall out so she's sitting up in the shower stall no savage streets were going on there okay <laughs> <laughs> and her hair's falling out and she's crying and i just don't know it just keeps falling out and so because she had beautiful blonde hair and she was the popular girl so and was, was she like flipping it all the time? Oh yes, like, uh, and very like Marsha Brady. Yeah, yeah. Right now, so huh. I did see that movie. And okay, I see. That, I wasn't sure. It's been a long time, but yeah. I do remember that it was very entertaining. Yes. So and and it does have a witch off. At yes. The end. Yes. So I love, we a, love good a witch off. off. <laughs> And you know, when that, you know, I bind you, Nancy, yes. from doing harm to yourself and others, you know, that's like a right. I mean, you can even see the gifts they have on like online and things like that. Yeah. So it's definitely awesome. A, a good, that's a good number five. Now, so what about four? number four? 
Poltergeist 1982. Oh. I have to say this because, well, I guess this is good. So if you repeat any of mine, then you get time to change yours. <laughs> no, no. But I that. doubt you. It's set in stone. Yes. <laughs> so I chose this one because this was 1982. Just a few, you know, I remember seeing this probably when I was like five, six years old, like after. It came out. Right. I didn't go to the movies to see this or anything. Um, but uh, it had Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, and, of course, Carol Ann, Heather O'Rourke. So definitely people of the 80s that we've seen in TV shows and other movies. Directed by Toby Hooper, who, of course, did Texas Chainsaw. And also this movie was written and produced by Spielberg which I did see an interview with Joe Beth Williams that basically said Spielberg really did this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all him because it was his vision, but Uh he kind of took over. But being that, um, we all know, I never remembered that their last name was the Freelings. Mm -hmm. I was, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I know. I thought I've seen this movie a dozen times. And that's something else. Like, I don't really watch movies over and over. Mm-hmm. So these five movies, reason how I chose them is ones that I have seen multiple times. Because there's a lot of times I'll see a movie once, maybe twice. But there's only a select few that I can keep watching. Right. Did you rewatch any of these on your list? I did watch this one. Oh, okay. And I did watch... Um, your number... You don't have to say it yet. I'd say, and of course I watched The Craft. Okay. But um, I have watched these in the last, I'd say, couple months. Okay. Like, type of thing. So, not like all, you know, since the Mm -hmm. last time we've seen each other. Right. So, what's your favorite, like, scene from Uh, that? There's too many, I know. There's so many good ones. Um, But, of course, the mom, Joe Beth Williams, in the pool with the skeletons. skeletons i did hear that um, yeah because in the interview that i saw shout out to josh gates because i love josh <laughs> gates he had her on and she was talking about that that mm-hmm. they didn't tell her but it was yeah. they were real well because back then you could i don't know if you can still <laughs> do that now but you could get these um medically graded um skeletons that people would sell they're from india mm. or, or whatever because I remember um, they're in a movie. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead, you know, explain yeah. that. But it, that is true. So. Um, but we know if you want to know the plot. Well, first, oh, I, we know I they're the Freelings. So mm-hmm. the ghosts commune with the Freelings uh, family through their TV set. Um, initially friendly, playful, but uh, we soon know they turn menacing and Carol Ann goes missing, and so they need to, they call a parapsychologist and, of course, an exorcist, and then we kind of find out why this all was going on. It just mm-hmm. didn't happen. Right. Uh, you know, it used to be a cemetery. It was built on top of a cemetery. Right. And, uh, so, but it did gross, you know, $121.7 million. I mean, that's why I was like pretty much, and it's still going strong. And how many sequels? Um, I will say also, The Craft had a sequel or a remake more so last year that's on Hulu. Did you see that one? I haven't seen it. I did see the previews. And what I don't like about remakes or about certain movies is 
they put like the CGI crap uh-huh. to it. So in it, they have the, I saw the on the trailer. Right. The girl, you know, she's wanting to do her magic and it's like wispy things and butterflies floating around and all that. I'm like, that's stupid. Just get to it. Yeah. And sometimes the unknown is so much scarier than mm-hmm. the known. Um, for instance with you know poltergeist the whole time when in the beginning when uh, carol ann and debbie the mom are in the kitchen and how she goes over and the camera pans and she's in the kitchen and she kind of goes and then the chairs are all stacked up there were actual people doing that like off camera camera you know you know and then bing and then there you know and to me that's creepier than mm-hmm. you know so that was my number four nice i remember seeing that as a kid when it premiered on hbo so this was mm-hmm. probably like 83 you know right um and what i mean the whole movie was creepy but that stupid clown oh and the little brother Bobby. and the teeth oh yeah oh I mean, it was, and and just like they showed their neighborhood with the whole kids. It was almost like everybody normal, you know, like this could happen anywhere. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, you watch it through and at the end they make it out and it's crazy how they're just getting ready to take off. And then at the same point, the teenage daughter shows up and they just whisk her off yeah. with them you know but that boyfriend i always thought what did he think like <laughs> right but then they you know got to the hotel and they never again they had a tv probably right but, you know it just that i think they i know these movies bring money in and mm-hmm. that's what people want to see is sequels but we could have left it there right know? right because that sec- was totally right. No. I mean, we, we, we do have to say, we'll have to tie this in, is so when the team came of the parapsychologists, mm-hmm. and what was his name from our last <laughs> movie? It was Ryan, um, and he was in Sugar Hill, and yes. he played Valentine in Sugar Hill. And he was had a smaller fro. Yes. He was, you know, jeans, <laughs> and yeah. So it was just funny how, and then I don't know, did we say that he was married to Beyonce's mom, Tina? I don't know. So if you listen to yeah. Sugar Hill, he's married to Tina Knowles, uh, Beyonce's mom. Yeah. So, so Valentine slash Ryan is Beyonce's stepdaddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Number three. So, number three. It's going to get good now. Oh, shoot. Number three. Silver Bullet, 1985, which stars Corey Haim, Mm -hmm. poor Corey Haim, and also our favorite, Gary Busey, and Everett McGill. So, um, also it stars Megan Follows from our favorite growing up, Anne of Green Gables. right. She played the sister. (laughs) I love that. Who she's also on... Rain on Netflix, and it's a series, but it's kind of back in in like uh, 1500s. <gasps> it's a good one. Oh. So she plays the mom, and she's like evil and all that. So she's awesome. Oh, I should yeah. check that out. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So when I saw, oh, and then who else played in this movie? <laughs> Classic 80s character Terry O'Quinn, who oh. played the stepfather. Yes, <laughs> and he played sheriff. He was the yeah, sheriff. he was in Stepfather. He was also in. Um, He's been in so many so things. many things. Um, but he was also in um, Lost. Mm, I forgot. Yes, yeah. but he's a good, another good actor. Nice. That maybe he's not the title character, but he is a good actor. Right, you remember him. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, Gary Busey played Uncle Red. Um, Corey Haim was Marty, and Jane was the sister. This is was directed uh, by Dan Atticus, I think, or mm-hmm. Adias, maybe. But it grossed twelve point four million at the time, which was a pretty good chunk. So this one was one that I pulled out for the Stephen King mm-hmm. era. Um, for 
from Cycle of the Werewolf was the short story, which is funny about this whole movie is, so we have Marty that's in the wheelchair. They don't really say what happened to him, that he was just in an accident. Mm -hmm. So he's in a wheelchair. He has a mom and he has the dad and the sister. But then, so all these random deaths are happening in the town in Maine of course of course Stephen King Maine <laughs> which is Tarker's Mill Maine okay so the residents decide we have to hunt down whatever's killing these people because it was like an animal type attack obviously so they were like we're gonna get together but then the posse of the vigilantes are dying now oh so they're like what the heck you know so poor little Marty in his wheelchair, which it, it was a good, it wasn't a it hindrance. Was, or no, a, it was a yeah. decked out yeah, type a, of. So here's Uncle Red that goes, I'm going to give you this powered, you know, gas powered wheelchair. <laughs> and, uh, Is that which, even safe to give a child? <laughs> <laughs> so then Marty kind of figures out who the werewolf, or who's doing it. And the werewolf, it's a werewolf. And of course, he's, I'm just going to tell the whole story here. You know, hey, you, he writes a note to who he thinks it is. And he's right, of course. You know, you should just kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but so it figures out, you know, Gary Brucey, Busey, actually, he, he was good as always, but just crazy Gary Busey, you know. Ah. I yeah, this was like his... pre-accident, Gary Busey. Yeah, this was before. Yeah. Um, so Marty goes on his mission to get the werewolf, capture it, or kill it. And the fireworks scene was great, you know. Um, but cause basically since this werewolf or somebody's killing, this animal's out, they canceled their July 4th um, fireworks and all that. So he takes them upon but himself to try to figure this out. And the story is told by Jane, the sister, of what happened that summer, basically. So check it out if you haven't. But, of course, it's a good time. Uh-huh. What year was this from again? <laughs> it was 1985. Okay. And uh, this did, you know, 12.4 was pretty good. When its budget's like five. And I mean, oh, it's so it been, did make a little money. Yeah, and it's still around today. And it's a cult film. It's a cult film, yes. <laughs> um, so here are the next two that definitely are going to get what here was, going. Oh, what's up? What was your favorite scene? Do you have one of that um, one? The one, of course, with the fireworks scene where oh, okay. it gets him in the eye. Yeah. But then he gives, he tells Uncle Red, you know, Here's my silver medallion that he had, the sister's necklace. They melt these down, make a silver bullet, mm -hmm. and that's, so he's ready, you know, and, but uh, okay. he does shoot him in the eye with the firework, and that's how he sees that, who it is, because then he sees. They I don't want to give back. everything away. They change back. Yes. All right, so. Number two. Uh -oh. 1977 Suspiria. Ah! <laughs> Another witch. Yes. Witch. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, the witch's brew would go good with my top five. Um, this, of course, was directed by Dario Argento, mm -hmm. starring Jessica Harper, Joan Bennett, and Alita Valley. Yes. Um, great soundtrack by Goblin. They really um, make it suspenseful and like, what's going on? It's another one where it had the crazy, it did have effects, not CGI, of course, but it did have the effects to where you were like, what in the heck is going on? Like the one with the blind guy and the dog, my favorite scene. Well, first scene, that was my favorite. The last is the last scene of the show, so... It I know you can't say the last scene because yeah. that gives it away. I know. But I will say the, okay, so this is the plot. 
um, American Ballet student, um, who is Jessica Harper, uh, transfers to a prestigious dance academy in Germany. But realizes soon after a series of brutal murders, the academy is a front for a supernatural conspiracy. So that kind of gives you a, a hint of what goes on. Mm -hmm. um, but it it does have a remake that came out two years ago or so, a year ago. It's not the same type of... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... To me, then it has to be a pretty awesome movie if somebody wants to remake right. it. But right. But it's just kind of. Uh... My, I will say that when I when we watched the remake, my husband, like he liked it. Um, but he said you have to kind of think of it as not. Mm. It's a different story. Think of it that yeah. way. It's a modern day story. Yeah. Um. Don't think of it as trying to remake your favorite right. type of movie or whatever, you know. And that's what's hard. Yeah. It, um, it's hard. Same with Poltergeist. They remade yeah. that, and I was like, eh, it doesn't right. have the same feeling. Yes. You know. And that's what's hard is these movies in the 70s and 80s, some were new concepts. It, yes. Like, for instance, with Silver Bullet, that was a, based off a story but you had a handy, I hate to say a handicap. He yeah, was, was more able. Yes. He was the star because he was, he had the smarts and it didn't matter that he was in the wheelchair. Right. He was, yeah, he was the and main. he was fighting off werewolves. Yeah. Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> so, but definitely, you know, it has great cinematography, mm -hmm. you know, the blood isn't the blood that, because obviously this isn't an American movie, but the blood scenes are different. Um, so there's the scene that I'll tell you about. It's We have a cat that's climbing a screen right now. So Tony is going to help him get down so he doesn't fall to his death. He must see a bug up there. I'm going to leave this in the recording because people need to know about these cats. And they're okay. black. Yes. So, <laughs> the cat limped. That's you almost didn't. <laughs> Life number five. <laughs> so, yeah, cinematography uh, but the cinematography, there's a scene where there's a blind guy that is a teacher at the school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of, the, the, Head people aren't very happy with him, and they have a dog. His seeing eye dog turns on him and kills him. Very graphically. Very graphically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, she's, she just slammed her drink down. What are you trying to say with that? I know. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even like shoot it and then do it. You know. <laughs> so my number one movie. Oh God. <gasps> I'm excited to hear what this number one is. Oh, Rabid Grannies. <laughs> 1989 it came out, but then in America it was, or I'm sorry, 88 it was released and it came to the States in 89. It's a Belgium film. Um, So the, I mean, they're not well-known character, you know, actors, but Anne-Marie Fox, Catherine Mirier, and Danielle Davin. It was directed by Emmanuel Kern. Um, you can catch this on Amazon Prime, YouTube. It's hard. You have to search for this. This isn't going to just be on Netflix or Hulu. No. Um, but what I love about this movie, it's it's funny, but it has the horror aspect of blood and guts. So here's the plot of this movie. <laughs> Seeking revenge for being dropped from the family will, the black sheep of the family sends a satanic gift, which transforms two grandmas into cannibalistic demons <laughs> intent on eating their greedy relatives. Okay, was that awesome? Okay. <laughs> I know. But... It's funny, but there's also a lead character who, each of these relatives, 
so this is how it starts. Of course, the grandmas are sweet, which they call them aunties. Oh, so yeah. Are they aunties. really grandmas? I mean, they're older ladies. So they have this huge mansion. They're having this birthday party, and they're like, come on. They're telling the whole family. So then as each relative is making their way to the mansion, you're kind of finding out their skeletons. You know, there's a a guy that cheats on his wife, and there's um, one that's like a lesbian. There's a family with little kids, which, you know, it, they cross the line of little kids won't get killed. They're not safe. <laughs> They're no. not safe. Um, <laughs> but there's the housekeepers. So... They, the family comes, everything's okay. They each settle into a room where they're going to stay. And knock, knock, here comes the gift. And so they said, oh, it's from Christopher. And we'll open it at dinner. And so they, the housekeepers put it up there and they're serving them. And you could just tell they're just not nice. Like they're there for money. They're not there. Right. Except for the one that's like the lesbian because she's she like. She came with somebody. She came with somebody. One it, of the ladies. Yeah, but it was like, lover. oh, we're friends, I think. They were trying to hide. But she wasn't family. No, she wasn't. So maybe that's why. So, and it's like a dark looking film, like the cinematography and mm-hmm. all that. But so. It's very low budget. Yeah. It's, it, it's awesome. So they open, they're like. The best scene we all know. Well, there's a couple, but this one is the best. They're like the family, these greedy relatives clapping. And they're like, bring us a knife for the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what assholes? (laughs) And the grandmas or aunties, they call them, you know. And they're so fake when they do this. They're just there for like money. And so they come and. Because they're like, yeah, we, we're doing our diligence of coming here once a year. Like, we're, you know, showing up, you know, showing mm-hmm. up for you. Like, And so here comes the knife or the cake. And they say, oh, aren't you going to open the gift? And so they open the gift. And it was a box. And it was like, see, that's the other thing. It, and it wasn't, wasn't just like a cardboard box. Yeah. It was like a weird box like witchy box like, like a dupe du- du- box yeah <laughs> yeah so, so this like force inside comes out and gets the grandmas you know and so then they're kind of starting they're kind of getting all sick looking twitching and shaking yeah. like they had a big strong drink <laughs> ticking they're ticking and i just thought of the humpty dance when you said that <laughs> So they go and they start to change. Well, then right when the cake's going to be cut, because you know, the little boy yells, smashing. <laughs> it's like, what the heck am I watching? It's the kind that's the feeling you get. But then, so the family scatters. Somebody gets killed right away. They turn into these, like their clothes fall off and their hair and they're just like demon looking. Yeah. With, like long fingers all that so it was that was cool mm-hmm. the the help is running they're all split up and so it's these grandmas walking through the mansion killing one by one so that was the fun part of yeah. all of this uh, but yeah you can catch this on amazon prime or even youtube is it to rent on amazon or you can mm-hmm. is it playing it right oh yeah but youtube's got the full movie yeah, but I think it's I like YouTube, or if you have the DVD. Now, the thing is, so reason why I chose this, we watched this dozens of times. This is the movie when we went to our local video store, walked around and looking, and we saw every movie there. And it was a movie with two little sweet grandmas with like black around their eyes yes. on the cover. And this is a little girl who... These were not the people in the movie. <laughs> no. And it was distributed by Troma. 
Oh yeah, that's the other reason. Right. So when you think of that, you're like, oh god, you know. Even though I think some trauma films are funny, like Sergeant Kabuki Man and things like that, but then you put this movie on, you're like, wait a minute, this is not a trauma film. Yeah, uh, they just distributed it. It's just to, dark. Yeah. Like you feel like I want to shine a light on this, and um, so the the hero character that gets that makes it out alive basically mm-hmm. is the lesbian, and because. Mm-hmm. The man is like, they're in locked in that room. And that's another classic scene. Oh, and that is, line she says? Yeah, she goes, who pushed that dresser against the door? Me, the lesbian. Yeah, because they always, <laughs> I remember them saying, shut up, lesbian, get out of the way. And she's just like. Because then they were all after just myself. Even the mom and dad with the kids. Oh, yeah. We're like, it's all everybody for themselves. You know, so that's what was like. What am I watching? Yeah, here? it was. It was funny. Um, really tongue in cheek with gore. Yes, a lot of the the killing scenes were very gory. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't you say they were trying to remake this? Yes. Okay. Um, I looked on IMDb at one time, and it was in pre-production. I mean, the story itself is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if it was a sequel or sequel or a remake. It, I mean, obviously, I think it's a remake, but but yeah. it was going to be in I think in Belgium again. Oh. It wasn't an American oh, thing. So we wouldn't get that. So, oh, we will. <laughs> if I have anything to do it, I will find this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was awesome, and you know, we watched it in the early '90s. Yeah, I'd say. Um, those times for films were so fun. Like the hunt was fun yes. finding them way before internet. And we had a couple, like, of course we had a blockbuster, but we mm-hmm. also had a couple like low rent video stores right. to where they would have these off the wall. Little, Cause blockbuster would not no, have that. No little mom and pop places. Yeah. yeah those were so fun. fun. Which if you have Netflix, I believe it's Netflix. I saw the last blockbuster um, show on their uh, movie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of talks. There is actually like one blockbuster left, and when the movie started, when they start, and it's like, um, what's that called? What? It's not a movie like you think. It's not like that, but it's like a document. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah. Okay. So. When they first start out with the show, there's five, and slowly, you know. But they're ta- they talk about like the history and what happened and why the block. It wasn't because like Netflix. It really wasn't because technology. It was basically what the companies did to themselves. So oh, okay. you'd have to watch it. But they talk about you know how video stores came around and what they had to do to get these movies so i can't mm-hmm. imagine and how much they really spent right you know? yeah but that whole feeling of let's go walk around and find a movie and then go watch it that was like a date night type of thing right or like and, the weekend we would go and, yes and you would look at the cover and go what the heck is this or it would just have some random weird artwork and then you're like let's try it and then it's some like german film. And, yes. and you're like, what? I can't believe they they are showing this, you know. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. Um, so that's so, so those cool. are my five. That's awesome. Now, here are my honorable mentions. Okay. I have three of them. Okay. And this is not including, like, Halloween, Friday right. the 13th. We're not doing those. Any of those. The Blair Witch Project. Witch. You, you really did like The idea of because okay, okay so i remember going to the movies and being like what the heck is this about and my friend you know oh it's like like it was supposed to be real but then i'm like this isn't real that was early days of internet and yes. they put it out there like it was a real missing person thing and yeah. they found this footage i remember and, and i went to the theater to see it too yeah. and i brought mom oh my <laughs> i was disappointed in it because i'm a huge like well, because you thought home. you would get, yeah, um, like a reasoning right. to this, and where mom was, was like, ah, 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was 1994. Mm -hmm. I'm in high school. So at that period, like the Blair Witch Project, Interview with a Vampire, because that's another one that. <laughs> All I need to find you, Louis, is to follow the trail of rats. <laughs> yes, because I was in. Okay, so I'll just give you a little clip of like what I was thinking back then. I was, oh yeah, there's this hot bread pit, but <laughs> it was more like Tom Cruise's I'm coming back to film mm -hmm. the way it was set up. And you were just like, oh my God, look at Tom Cruise. Like, oh, he's just part. He's very like so different than what he ever did. But then now who I think about is Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. <laughs> this character. <laughs> but back then. It was all about, I'm back. And Christian Slater was, uh -huh. you know, my favorite. Those were, the, like, the times, like, the uh -huh. actors, you know. And then here comes old-ass um, old Tom Cruise, <laughs> who was, like, long hair and sucking blood. And so those, you know, of course, were my favorites. Um, another one, The Omen. Oh, 1976. The original that was one that because it was like the exorcist i've watched it but that's another one that gets so like heavy mm -hmm. i mean you know she's possessed you know so here's this little boy damien who four kids that were ever named damien <laughs> right. is associated with this but the whole devil thing makes it like with rosemary's baby and i mean at least there wasn't i mean it was it was just different right um those are a whole different kind of level of horror shows that's i think is when you mm -hmm. come to well, that and it's a little kid yeah and it's a little kid is it real is it not yeah and, you know remember you know look damien look what i've done done that, for you it's all for you yeah, it's all for you and yeah so my final honorable mention is this i actually watched this all the way through like two weeks ago and i actually really liked it oh because this goes from that time period of movies where they're all great and i don't think they get as much recognition but 1954 rear window with Jimmy Stewart. Oh my goodness. Alfred yes. Hitchcock. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, we have Psycho and we have The Birds and mm -hmm. we have, but actually, think about, I mean, they've made, of course, this re, redone this movie. Right. Remade. The same premise, kind of. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, here he's laid up and it's, you know, he's seeing this and you get to kind of see what's going on. And, and then at the end, because they do the classic. Hitchcock, you know, like zoomed in on the face of the the camera or the face of the actor mm -hmm. and they're like falling, but it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, but just that whole thing is like, there really was a murder and, you know, cause that could happen in small town America uh -huh. as well. But yeah, so I love that. So that that's awesome. I'm so <laughs> proud of you that you Town rear window. That's great. I mean, I've heard of it and all that, but I've never watched it beginning to end. See, I we watch a lot of TCM, mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you think, oh, it's an old movie. I never think of that, of course, but no. some people do. Well, this <laughs> I hope was, that was so like much fun. That was I really liked all those movies that you picked, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that we are doing another episode like this. Me too. Because I have to pick mine. <laughs> so, um, and, and like with you, it was really hard for me. So, yeah. So, uh, that wraps up this episode. Let us know what you think of Tony's picks. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Um, and also what your picks would be if you could narrow down five films. And uh, we're going to head this on over to Announcer Guy. He's going to close our show and let us let you all know how you can get in touch with us. So until next episode, 
Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Absurd Cinema Loud. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Absurd Cinema Loud. You can contact the ladies of the lounge at absurdcinemalounge at gmail.com. I'm announcer guy reminding you to tune in to mini episode number two for Kara's frightful film picks. The lounge is now closed.